Hello, everyone, and welcome to Steel Blade Showtime. My name is Brandon. I am your host, and I, as always, I am here with my co-host, Derek. Derek, how are we doing this week? Howdy there, doing real good. How about you? Um, Doing good. It's been a pretty easy week for me with work and everything, thankfully. Um, it's been a long time coming after getting railed there for six months by myself. Um, you know, had good time at Armory, I think, this week. Um, played some Commander last night, just chilling with some friends. Next, this upcoming week's Valentine's Day, and I got my wife some nice little things, so. Oh, I'm, like, I'm all set. I'm all set. <laughs> I'm not going to be in delightful. the <laughs> But, you know, I'm feeling pretty good this week. Feeling like I'm wearing a suit and tie because we're getting pretty fresh today, aren't we? We are. Uh, we're actually sitting here with the freshest man alive, uh, Tommy Fresh of the Fresh and Bud and Bud Rush Bellow. How you doing this morning, Tommy? I'm good. Thank you. Having for... Thank you. Sorry for having me. Sorry, <laughs> just a little bit tired, uh, but we are rocking and rolling. Um, happy to be here. Thank you for having me. So, how was your week this week? Did you get up to any flesh and blood? Um, I went to Indianapolis last weekend, um, you know, depending on when, when this released, whatever the calling Indianapolis was. So I was there all weekend, had a blast. It was a great time. And then uh, I got back home and promptly had like the toughest week of work I've had in a long time. So I haven't been able to even really think about flesh and blood until today, which I'm very happy to because work sucks and, and flesh and blood's awesome. Gives you all those happy brain juices. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Give me the serotonin, please. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know, you know, know the feeling. Be by myself as a maintenance person. You know, people are like, oh, well, you only have to work on six machines. I'm like, yeah, well, when four of them are down at the same time, it's <laughs> not the greatest time in the world. Unfortunately, you cannot be in four places at the same time. If I could, I'd be at work playing flesh and blood and at home asleep all at the same time right and that fourth one would you be chilling all right so derek what did you do this week in flesh and blood uh this week i went to the uh al central armory uh, did pretty good i went uh 2-1 our first match was uh against you of all yeah, odds i want to talk about it <laughs> Brandon here got such bad hands as Leviah. Uh <laughs> I was on Dorinthia. Um that like a couple of rounds in I, I swear it was like what round like turn three, turn four. Uh they went, all right, so I'm just gonna call it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, um, I'm just gonna concede at this point. Let's play some jump start. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so we were the heathens sitting at uh armory playing magic. Um then I had a chance to go against uh, Riley's Bolton deck. Uh, he hit the Lumina combo, and it was nasty. Uh, threatened, I want to say it was a total of 36 damage to my then 24 health. Uh, that did not go great. <laughs> and then lastly, I got to uh, go up against Zero on uh, Icelander. 
I had a couple of uh, lucky hands where I could push exactly the amount I needed to to scare him. Um, and I was actually able to take the win. I, I was real happy with that one. I did not expect like the number of game actions that Dorinthia uses. Uh, as soon as I see a, a channel like Frigid, I'm just like, all right, cool. So I'm done, right? That's just a game. <laughs> but I was able to fight through it. So I was, I was pretty happy with that. Yeah, I saw that drop. <laughs> we were all, just, I knew it. Because I was like, yeah, that's Derek's most hated card. <laughs> I was screaming. Because while that was out, I also saw uh, a double insidious chill Aether Ice Vein. Mm. Uh, <laughs> it was just horrible <laughs> of all the things. Icelander's uh, literally been one of my least favorite heroes to go against because when I play Bravo, it's just like, oh, yeah, nope, nope. Um, like you said, we played round one. Um, you went, all right, so you're knowing the matchup, go, all right, you can go first. So I looked down at my hand, and then the only thing I can do is throw Rifting for six. Yep. Which, <clears throat> and I was just like, well, that's nice. And so I played it, and didn't hit, obviously. Didn't matter, because I didn't have any uh, non-attack actions to play at instant speed. Mm -hmm. And then just after that, it was just red hand after red hand after red hand. Nothing was going my way. I knew I was going to lose. And, said, and you were right. feeling the hexagore, so you couldn't even like pitch a couple of things to <laughs> something yeah. else. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. Um. I'll take six. You want to? You're going to block out six. Okay. Um. Seems like a fair trade. <laughs> very. And then round two, I played against a brand new player, and I could tell it was. You know, him coming to Armory was the very first time I've he possibly saw that game. So instead of going, all right, we're rolling scabs, we're throwing 24, we're throwing 18. I was like, all right, here's a six. All right, here's a six. All right, here's a six. And then I gave him the win. Um, And then last round, I played against a Azalea. It was close, but I lost again. Because early on, I was just getting chipped away by two blood debt, two blood debt, two blood debt, two mm. blood debt. Which I was like, all right, it's not going to hurt now, but later I'm just going to pay for all of this. <clears throat> so That's brutal. Yeah, that's why I saved money in my bank account this time, so when the debt collector comes for me, I can pay <laughs> him off a little bit. That's exactly right. <laughs> uh, no. So... Tommy, what initially drew you to Flesh and Blood? Um, <clears throat> well, I think there was a lot of reasons. So, uh, you know, I used to be a big Magic player. I played for, geez, probably since 2009, right? I got in right around when M10 was coming out. And uh, I played a lot. And, you know, I think the my best years of playing Magic were, were those first couple of years. Uh, you know, still playing with 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 buds in 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 the real life and and going to F and M's, and then you know I had to take a job. You know, when I was in college, that you know I've worked weekends, so uh, I I just stopped playing in person. A lot of my like old high school buddies stopped playing, so 
I was just playing online and, and whatever. And, and you know, in, in my opinion, Magic and Hasbro and Watsy, they kind of really strayed away from what made the game great. And, you know, I was just playing arena to play arena that during during the pandemic. And I think it was around July 2021. They announced the OP uh, plans for flesh and blood. And I that was one thing I used to love with magic. I used to love going to GPs with friends and, and, and 5Ks and all these different things, you know. Yeah, I, I I rarely did well. You know, I wasn't the best Magic player, but, you know, much like how I play Flesh and Blood, I never really played uh, meta decks, you know. I was always <laughs> playing something. I was trying to brew some some crazy nonsense. So, um, you know, I had some... Uh, yeah, I mean, that's just the way to do it, I think. But, um, and, you know, I, I always... I was a big limited player, too. And, and you know, I heard that this also had limited... And I was like, well, let me let me give this a shot. Um, so uh, initially, I I just bought all the Monarch Blitz decks. And I was just playing them against myself, you know, my one buddy. Um, my, well, it's my cousin, Dan. Uh, I had him play a little bit. And, uh, you know, I kind of fell in love. And I was like, this, this game's great. I was still playing a little bit of Magic Arena at the time, but uh it was short-lived after i I discovered flesh and blood because you know i think after it's it's amazing when flesh and blood really came into my life is is when the real jump for magic and and wizards of the coast became where they were just pumping out product 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 and then and then you know i I know you all enjoy commander um uh personally i despise it (laughs) I don't. I don't know why. I just totally do. Fair. I. I can't. I can't stand it. And I. I think it's pr- probably a little bit because. Um, I'm such a big limited player, and they would print these really cool commander cards in, like draft sets, right? And which is great, right? You got to print them out and get people excited for commander. But all of a sudden, they're like unbeatable in 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 draft. So like you know, one card. Is going if you just draft the one card, you just automatically win, which you know is is great when you draft it, not so great when you face it, right? So, right. I I uh, I was I was very disillusioned with with Magic. Flesh and Blood came in my life. I was like, you know what? I I've had experience podcasting for for a while, and I was thinking about the game all the time. So I was like, well, I'll also start a podcast, and maybe people will listen, maybe they won't. And yeah, I just uh, the game was yeah, the game was awesome. So, what hero? Like, you know, you bought the blitz decks. <clears throat> After that, what hero did you originally like start playing for? You know, a period of time. So I think, um, like a lot of Magic players that came over, um, a deck that really made a lot of sense was chain mm. and also at the time chain was really really freaking good right <laughs> so i i started pre or post ban on this the, is on the pre yes <laughs> yeah so my my first tournament ever was a road to nas actually that's where i met um fellow bud riley um he he had driven driven out to hoboken new jersey and um met met riley at this road to nats and 
and I was playing chain. I was playing a very budget chain. I hadn't bought my husk yet or anything like that. I was just there to kind of get a feel for what was going on with with the community and 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 what the tournaments were like and 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 stuff like that. So I I, I felt I didn't fall in love with chain, but I really it, it made sense. Chain made sense. I was like, oh, it's kind of like dredging, whatever. And um, obviously very powerful. It's clearly one of the best decks. And I was like, oh, I'll, I'll I'll give chain a, a shot and. And I, I kind of like the, I like the shadow theme as, as is evident by my love for Leviah. But, um, but yeah, Chain was the the first hero I played, and and uh, after Seeds got banned, I I I got off Chain pretty quickly. It really changed a lot for him. Yeah, like <laughs> he's obviously still very good, mm-hmm. uh, but need a lot more. Uh shenanigans to make it work out well what what it, i mean it's funny you know people like dead stop playing chain for whatever reason i think the deck was probably still really good but yeah. they stopped playing it and um and then we had briar briar was great right and, and briar was the was the business but little did we know rosetta thorn in in chain was also pretty insane that was the real business all along mm-hmm Briar was just like the front, the laundry machine, uh, yeah. like pumping out the the spy organization downstairs that was chain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So when did you, you know, turn to Leviathan then after that? Like, was it pretty far after that or like, was it like right after that? So I always liked the Leviathan Blitz deck, right? The the precon that one was like the coolest one to me, right? <laughs> that one in Bolton, um. But I, I think like I I really enjoyed. It's like oh, it's pretty cool. You play your meat axe, you fill up your graveyard, then you smash with some big attacks. Pretty cool. And also like all the coolest art, I think in the game is, is Leviathan. Mm, and yeah, definitely. And. Uh, and I remember when I, I messed around with a couple of different heroes, but um, I remember sitting there after the, the seeds ban and kind of being like, what do I even want? I, I was like somewhat discouraged initially because, like, oh, man, I just spent all this money on this chain deck. I don't know what to do. I just learned how to play it. Like, how do I? How do I, what, what, what deck should I build next? I don't really know a lot of these heroes that well yet. And I'm, I'm looking at my husk and I was like, all right, well, this is like the best card in the chain deck, in, in my opinion. I was like, well, it was always blocking six damage. And you Huge. could totally, yeah, you could totally turn around. And I was like, well, Leviah gets that and doesn't have to, to worry, well, and he doesn't really have to worry about the the blood debt. So that's pretty cool. And I was like, oh, I remember like in the, the Blitz deck and then. At the time, um, I was I was playing a little bit of Oldham when when Tales came out, and I remember Isaac Jessen from the Attack Action podcast was talking about maybe bringing Leviah to Nats, the first U.S. Nats. Now, eventually, he he took Ice Lexi and top aided, which is pretty crazy. Um, but I remember him like at least discussing. It. I was like, oh well, I want to see what kind of list he's looking at. Looking at, and I looked at one of his lists, and I was like, oh, it's really cool. I built it. 
Um, funny enough, I, I, I had never even seen a man sand video. Obviously I know Ethan pretty well now, but at the time I don't think I, I had even seen anything cause I, I don't really consume a lot of content. So I had not really seen anything from man sand. Obviously he's the authority on, on Leviathan. I think and most people would agree. So, um, I was kind of basing, you know, stuff off of what I saw from Isaac and stuff that I messed around with and um and then just random like oh this this leviathan deck top aided a, a road to nats here you know and and i was kind of basing my ideas on leviathan um on all that okay and you know what i you know you're the one that actually got me into leviathan and i had no idea who mansant was until it was i think november and we were just chilling at um, the SCG con. And one guy's like, hey, if you have any questions, you know, man, Sans right there, you know, he's pretty big on the via. And then that's when I started, like, went and did research. And I was like, well, <laughs> I was, I didn't even know any of that existed at that point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, Ethan, Ethan's been making great stuff for Leviah for a long time and kind of like, yeah, I mean, it's 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 the I would say it's the biggest brain on Levi right now, right? Mm-hmm. You know, um, it would be so cool if, if like we had um, a bunch of other pros looking at Levi because then we would see even crazier stuff, you right. know, being tried out. But unfortunately, as is the nature of the deck, we don't get that. So we have we have Ethan, and then you know, I I'm, I'm over here jamming rifting into a deck that doesn't make sense, so. You know, listen. Before you shared that, like that list that you were running rifting on, uh, on on your Discord, I I was secretly brewing a Leviah Rift deck myself. Oh no way! Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a very cool deck, but it, it, it's so easy to just block six. So you really need like the 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 pump, um, or something like that. I almost think it's better in Arachne. If, if I'm gonna be honest with you, yeah, it's not bad in Arachne. Yeah, I'm, I'm considering just my my current iteration doesn't really run that many non attacks. It's like it's iffy. Well, yeah, we're actually gonna get better with outsiders, right? All of a sudden, assassin gets a lot more non attacks, and then rifting looks a lot better, actually. I think, and and it, it really will, and even cadavers, contraband, stuff like that, which would be really really neat. I, I've I've said it before. I'll say it again. Cadavers contraband into Codex of Frailty. If they don't block it, that's just an infinite loop. That's true. That's very true. You and just dagger, dagger, cadaverous. Oh yeah, Great. that's that's pretty awesome. Like I, as soon as I saw that, I went, no, there's no way. I, I've been trying to make cadavers contraband work since i first saw it like that's such a cool card i i love that little bit of recursion on a big attack great value nothing really worked with it that well well the problem with cadaver's contraband right is is two block and that will always be its biggest issue it is it is a pummel target which is great um something that i've been using it in and if you remember um the last 1k i was at where we played against each other I was playing that uh, Saber Dagger Bolton. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I put Contraband into that deck, uh, at least for the sideboard, because it's a popper mostly. But also, um, if you if you Saber Dagger, you know, and then follow up with the Cadaver's Contraband, you can get like 
or spoils of war back a cash in or something like that it's 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 um right it's not it's not the worst and because because they don't you know if if they didn't block the the saber and dagger they already took like three or four or five damage and then they gotta well now they gotta say well do i want to take this six and if I do take, or if I do take the six, they're going to get some more gas for the next turn. So it, it, it presents a lot of interesting decision points. I think that that little bit of like, what will that add to their turn? And the fact that like you don't have to declare your target until it hits. So I just have to take a peek through your grave and go, all right, what would be the worst thing? Up <laughs> yeah. back out. Yeah, it's very very cool. It could be a lot of bad things. Yeah. I know. I just remember talking when you guys talk about that. <clears throat> I had arsenaled a blood rush bellow against Derek. And so what's he do? He in turn swings an erase face at me. Yeah. The one time erase face actually mattered on me. Right. <laughs> I was like, do I drop a husk so I can play my next turn? Or do I just take six? Looking at my hand, I was like, all right, I'm going to take six and wait. Because then I just threw an erase face back at him. Uh -huh. <laughs> Since my command and conquers are all in uh, my Arachne deck right now, it's like, ah, eh, you know what? Erase face will do just as fine. It's it's still a popper, and it's got some relevant on hits. It'll be okay. Little did I know the damage I stopped. It is uh, the sneakiest card in the game, I think, erase face because there's so many like weird interactions you don't even think about, and and like almost every deck kind of cares and maybe outside of like warrior i think yeah but, warrior doesn't really care but bolton cares a little bit bolton for does like care. some of the effects that care about light cards mm -hmm. yeah absolutely like so many little things like like basically anything with a talent typically calls out its own talent on its cards oh yeah yeah like typically I think my favorite part about it, and one of the big reasons I run it, uh, it says, hey, if you don't block this, your your channel is gone. Goodbye, oh. Lake Frigid. <laughs> Put it in the trash <laughs> where it belongs. I feel if you couldn't like tell, me. I have very strong feelings about Channel Lake Frigid. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that card is... Because very annoying. I don't know. I don't know if I hate it. Which which channel I hate more though? Mount Heroic is pretty brutal. Mount Heroic's brutal, but I I was traumatized uh, playing against Channel like Frigid as Kano. Mm, yeah. And do I really want to pay four to check the top card of my deck and then pay an extra one to play it? No, I really don't. <laughs> and then every time we played, and I was on old him, I'd always go, "All right, Channel like Frigid," and then that one would go away, and I'd be like, "All right, Channel like Frigid." Mm. <laughs> And one of those times, uh, I think the most baffling one, I was playing Arachne. I saw a Channel Lake Frigid on top. I said, great, I'm going to sink that. That's going to be great. I don't have to worry about it. What does he do next turn? He pitches Channel Lake Frigid to play Channel Lake Frigid. <laughs> like, <laughs> Classic. Like, I was a little bit happy because I knew that that time, like, okay, they're both out of the way. I just have to weather this one. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> but jeez. <laughs> oh, all right. So, you know, Tommy, you know, we have you're all you know, got your Fresh and Buds podcast. You do the Butter Rush Bellow with Gary every week. 
Um, when you're doing that, how much time do you set aside to, you know, plan, you know, your podcast each week? Um, well, in terms of getting guests, I try to get a nice chunk of them planned at a time, you know, so I, I know what I'm doing in the month because I got a busy work schedule. So I need to kind of figure out when people are available. So I kind of do that. And in terms of like planning what I'm going to talk about, uh, there, depending on the guests, sometimes I like to write stuff up earlier. If it's someone I'm a little bit more comfortable with, sometimes I'll just be like, I'm going to just send them the show notes right before. Um, you know, because a lot of a lot of my show notes are for me, mm-hmm. right? It's an outline for me to kind of stay on task when I'm talking to these 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 people, and you know, I, you know, it takes me not that long to write it because I kind of have an idea of what I want to talk about in my head, uh, just from my thinking about why I'm having this guest on, you know, and and basically. Uh, what they're good at, right? Yeah. I want to play to their strengths. So, for a example, I have uh, Hemel Patel coming on this this upcoming week. Uh, Hemel Patel has a secondary card, um, secondary secondary market card like business, um, Hammurabi TCG, and um, you know that's what he knows about, right? He knows yeah. about selling and buying flesh and blood cards. I want to talk about the secondary market with him. And, you know, but primarily I want to talk about uh, uh, the person, too. So I always have like kind of like a, a nice little um, like rotating amount of questions that I ask people about themselves. And then I try to also like improvise, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because you know, people are going to say something and like oh, maybe they say, oh, and then, and then when when I used to play uh competitive pokemon i did this i'm like oh tell me a little bit more about that right so i try to like keep it pretty pretty loose pretty easy i'm you know i don't want people to be stressed out when they're on the podcast because that's the last thing i want and and then um and then for the bud rush bellow uh gary and i hop on the call like 30 minutes before we start we're like what do you want to talk about and then we figure it out and then just and then just like rip so that one, the butter spell is, is complete nonsense, utter, like just, just me and Gary hanging and, and, and having a good time. Usually I'm a little bit, a little bit toasted up. So, you know, had a few pops, so it, it, it is what it is. And, and I, I like to keep it loose. And I think, I think folks like that because I think a lot of podcasts could get a little too serious, a little too in, in the, in the weeds and in, in the flesh and blood community. Cause it's a very competitive game uh, yeah. which makes total sense but uh I, I want people to hang out and 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 have a good time too you know and because mm-hmm. because that's that's what most of this game is right hanging out um you know in between rounds and stuff like that we kind of wanted to take that and bring it to a podcast which is awesome like that's like we said it over and over the community is the best part. Like mm-hmm. that's that's what makes Butterfly Bellow so fun to watch because <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. it's just the community having a blast, relaxed, still talking some stuff about the game, but it's okay to get off the rail sometimes. Oh, for sure, for sure. I mean, we we did a whole segment on which we were the grossest heroes in the game. Like you know, it's <laughs> the people need to know. You know, <laughs> it's an important yeah. question. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh yeah i yeah i love when i'm able to tune in and listen to you guys and it's always nice because you know, it's you and gary you guys are great to listen to and we you know the community's there chatting along with you and it's just to me that's something like really special just to be able to like watch or sometimes even chat along with yeah no absolutely and, and uh i'm you know i think we're all very blessed especially but you know i feel very blessed that other community members and content creators enjoy hanging out as well because uh i don't want to be competitive with anybody right you know we're just i mean this is this is not my job you know i'm I'm very much in the hole doing this but right. you know <laughs> so um uh i'm not i'm not trying to you know steal people from other places or anything like that i don't think anybody really is maybe there are some folks but you know i, I would not that i would know because i don't really associate with them so like i enjoy the the the, the relaxing um kind of community kind of coming together and and all having a good time so going on that <clears throat> so we have with flesh and blood there is a you know a decent amount of podcast out there for it are each one of us a more like a competitor to one another or as i put it here are we more like books and or as like we're compiled up into this library where you know no one is ex exactly the same and you can pull from different ones to have this overwhelming amount of knowledge from every aspect of the game um it's i don't think competitors i i think uh the best way to look at podcasts in, in my opinion is is tv programming right you know like not not like not like Netflix or anything, but classic cable programming. So, you know, you got your prime time, right? This is prime times when, when everybody's home, but you're with your family. It's just before bed. People are watching their shows that they want to watch, like that, the, like the biggest shows are on. And, you know, they're on right before, you know, you go to bed. So uh, you're, you're mostly going to get the most people watching that, right? So that's going to yeah. be like your Arsenal passes, uh, your Instant Speed podcast, whatever. You know, th that's that's probably the large you know lion's share of viewers uh some people work at nights you know it, it's like it's almost like some people work at nights so they don't even watch that kind of stuff they're kind of interesting in other stuff like they 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 wake up in the morning they watch the news they they watch daytime tv so you know not everybody has all the time in the world to listen to all of them i don't think that anybody can really um expect that but you know some people are just going to to find their niche right um you know um they're gonna find what they like i i will say i don't really listen to any flesh and blood podcast that's because i listen to a lot of other podcasts <laughs> and i make my own right so i i um uh it's just i don't have the time because right? like i still really enjoy the other podcasts it, you know i try to pop on all my friends podcasts you know just give them the listen sometimes but i'm not actively listening so you know it's tough right nobody has all the time in the world i'm in the yeah. car all the time so i'm very lucky to be able to listen to a bunch of podcasts but even then i don't have all the time in the world to listen to all of them so it's just a natural like order of things with podcasts just some people people are gonna just 
you got to offer them something different than the other people are doing if you if you if you want to make it right if that mm-hmm. if that makes sense you you want to we you can't nobody's going to be the next arsenal pass right yeah right yeah and i know i and, and i know you can like offer differing opinions but and and the, i think that it's important that there's a couple that do one thing right you got arsenal mm-hmm. pass you got the manor podcast right those are two podcasts very uh, strategy focused and and just um you know in the weeds people go to it because they get to listen to hayden dale they get to listen to michael hamilton two of the best minds in the game you know and and then i i do i do a lot of interviews flake does a lot of interviews you know we have different interviewing styles i think people could listen to both of us and i think a lot of people do so you know it's it's just a it's just a matter of finding your niche and, 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 you know, people kind of coming to you for, for what you have to offer, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah. I understand because like I have, you know, my true kind podcast that I listen to that I'm a patron of. So I get their stuff early and, you know, I have a baseball podcast that I like to listen to and it's like, I, I'm lucky because I drive almost an hour to work, so I can usually get an episode to and from work normally. But it's you know you can't all you don't have enough time in the day to be listening to like everything you want to. And with new shows constantly coming out, you're gonna eventually I, fall behind on some. The the content stream is insane. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's kind of impossible to hit all of them. Like I I always kind of feel like podcasts are uh, you know those those Japanese restaurants that are just conveyor belts full of sushi. Yeah, yeah. They yeah, they're yeah. all rolling in constantly. Someone's still always making them, but you're not going to be able to grab all of them. Like sure you can put them on your plate, but you're not going to be able to eat them all just physically. Yeah. There's there's not enough time in the day with everything else you got to do. Yeah. So some of it's just going to slide past you. And you know what? You're going to pick the flavors you like the best exactly and i think it's like important as a creator of especially podcasts right as a creator to think about programming right because uh like i said both flake and i do a lot of interview stuff our podcast also comes up the same day uh if i get if if i have a guest lined up for a week and this happened recently if i have a guest lined up for the week and i hear that flake's having them on the same week i will push that guest to a different week because i'm not i'm not having i'm just like i i'm like okay well i'm not gonna i'm not gonna ask flake to do it right i'm just gonna you know take it upon myself because you know i have a more flexible schedule and and and, you know i'm editing it myself i will it happened i was gonna have charmer on from well from now flesh and pot and flake was having on the same week i didn't know that and i was just like oh Charmer canceling this week. We'll figure out a different week, and then I reach out to like ten different people see who can come on. Right. So that, that's insane. I I I didn't realize that happened behind the scenes. Oh yeah, the yeah. odds I, it, of that. Yeah, I, it's not that. It's not. It's not the first time it's happened. I, I, uh, Fleek's the only real one that I pay attention to because I know we're both on the same day. So right. right. Um, but in the in reality, is I'm my my viewership and listenership is going to suffer um mm-hmm. just because i'm the smaller podcast so i have to be mindful of that 
And nothing against Charmer. It is like, you know, he got asked to be on two podcasts and he said, yes, I would do the same. And, and, you know, it was funny. He did say that he said, oh, I'll be on, on, on instant speed. He's like, I'll be on Fresh and Buzz this week. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, uh, he, he we're, we're figuring out another day. Right. I'm not worried. But, I was just going to say, like, it, would it be rude to ask for the guest to plug you on the other podcast? But I guess he was doing it anyway. Yeah. And I mean, like, you know, it's one of those things. We're all friends. So it's, right. it's no big deal. Um, you know, it, it, it was just funny. And he was like, I think you hate me. I'm like, I saw him in India. I was like, no, dude, I'm just, just trying to do what's right over here. So, right. <laughs> it's like when, when you're doing all that planning, are you. Like how how much of your planning process runs through the community? Like like, do you ask them for for topics, guests they want to see, uh, get questions ahead of time? How how much of that factors into what like what you prepare? Um, you know, it's it's hard to say. I know that there. I I think I have a pretty good idea of of the guests that that the community wants to see. Uh, I know I have some, sometimes I'll have controversial guests that not everybody loves. And that, I think that's important for me to do that. You know, for example, Fluke from Fluke Box, very controversial person. Had him on the podcast. I had a great time chatting with him. I know, I know some people do not like him. I know some people love him. That's okay. Um, so uh, I don't think I have to, I don't think I should just have, universally liked people on the podcast right obviously if if <laughs> if i don't like them i'm not having them on but right you know um i i learned early well not i i guess i didn't learn early as i would have liked but i eventually learned that i will not have someone on just to have them on right i won't have a just a big name to have on because um i think the chemistry suffers and you know while I, I can i can always perform you don't know about the other person you don't know how they feel about being on the on the show and, and and their time and 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 whatnot and and how they will react to my questions um and then if it if it didn't feel like i was getting some big butt energy right which you know i always like to talk about I I feel like shit after if I'm allowed to curse I forget I feel like I feel like <laughs> crap after uh, after uh, <laughs> after recording with those kind of people because I'm like well I'm giving up my own values by just having someone on to have them on so I learned that pretty early and ever since then I try my hardest just to have people on that I know I'm going to enjoy the conversation or at least find it interesting and. Um, it won't be just kind of like I'm going for clout. That's not what I want to do. Right. Because yeah. it's important. Like if if you don't have like, you know, you, you call it the big butt energy, but like if you don't have any sort of chemistry, mm -hmm. you know, that that's not going to be a fun listen. So like, yeah, you got the the views from having or like the listens rather from having that big name. But then it just sort of like, oh, well, I guess this is a dud of a podcast because you just you just don't click on that level. And it's just not that. Yeah, certainly. And yeah. you know what? You know, it. 
and it, I think in the end, it doesn't even like really convert on the on the clicks and the views and the listens, right? I I, I find that it usually performs about the average amount anyway. Um, you know, there's some exceptions, but but those exceptions are usually ones that I really enjoyed, right? You know, um, having Michael Hamilton on was a big get, right? You know, it's like, yeah, right. Michael Hamilton. And this is before he was in the world champion, and I was like, this is the goat, you know, trust me, and. And I had him on, and you know, I had a lot of people, a lot of people listened, but I still had a wonderful time talking to him. Yeah, like that's that perfect cross section. You, mm-hmm. you get the, you get the little bit of clout, but it's also something you really like. That's a conversation you really wanted to have. Yeah, absolutely. And and Michael was someone I met in person and established a a connection with prior so it made sense and and it wasn't just like michael hamilton come on my podcast it was it was someone that i did know um you know we had a, a wonderful game with at a, at a battle harden i lost <laughs> <laughs> i almost won though i was i was on the vi he was on chain it was interesting okay he 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 read my reckless swing um <laughs> he, he he read that i had it and uh played around it and won beautiful mm-hmm. like that's that's that next level of gameplay that i would expect yeah of course yeah i was like oh man so you know we can do yeah you can enjoy it and, and look yeah. forward to next time yeah so speaking of Leviah, do you have like you know a specific version that you just really all out enjoying playing with her or are you like pretty flexible where you know you'll tr- try a little bit of everything because you just enjoy playing her in general um it's interesting it's it's changed over over the the time playing her so i, I used to play a lot of claws right you know mm-hmm. blood rush bellow claw claw kill you you know kind of just insane damage and while i do still like that I do not like just playing claws. I like to do the hybrid kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I, I I really love Hexagore. I just wish it didn't suck so much, you know. It's just, yeah. But like, there are certain matchups where that card's just out of control, good, right? And and I I do really love that, and I love the recursion nonsense, you know, with with ghostly visit and how from beyond i love that and i'm always looking at different ways to kind of abuse that you know i'm like i'm like crazy i'm like i'll play blue ghostly visits right i think i'm i'm gonna start playing blue ghostly visits i think that card's really good is because guess what you know there's a there's not enough blue sixes (laughs) in the world to play in 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 brute so you gotta find interesting blues to play that makes sense long term so you know i i really enjoy the hexagore list i i've, I've played around Minax. Minax is such a cool card but so inconsistent unfortunately yeah. um the romping club's very good in levi you might as well just play bone basher but it doesn't matter um but it it's it's interesting like the meta changes so much it's hard for levi to keep up and there is there is a meta where levi is like this is the deck you want to be playing. And unfortunately, I don't know if it is right now, but it might be because of like Oldham, like 
still being good and now not having Winter's Will, that's like a really good news for Levi. Yeah. Huge upgrade. Mm-hmm. So that one frostbite just for me, my deck is like I want to say 80-90% red, just because that's where 90% of my the sixes land. So you know, one frostbite can th- go take my turn from being average to you know maybe throwing a six, turning off blood debt to well, I'm now taking blood debt this turn. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh it's it's tough, right? You know. She she needs help, but it's not coming on anytime soon. No. So nope. <laughs> Unless there's Maybe some crazy generic in outsiders. Is there a crazy generic in outsiders? We we, we might get it, but that's true. I'll, I'm not holding my breath here. I mean, if, if old assassin has any indication, we might see a couple of banish abilities in, yeah. in generic, which which may give that little bit of extra extra juice. I hope so, my my lord. Um, <laughs> you know, and and then I guess there's also some hope with with things like, um, what the hell is it called? Uh, with the codex, uh, that oh, you know yeah. there is some interaction with graveyard in this set. So I don't. It, we'll see what the generics do, but I'm not holding my breath over here. <laughs> right. So, you know, you play, what do you feel? she is like missing to have that it factor is like more like easier way to fill your graveyard or easier way to banish three or like an easier way just to get a six banished so that way she doesn't have to take it because i know you know she has her doomsday which summons blasphemet but you know if you don't have a shadow six in your hand well he doesn't really do much for you other than attack for six yeah um gosh i mean some kind of repeatable banished would be would be good um it might be too good right yeah uh depending on how they like cost it you know if it was like pay two you know maybe it wouldn't be the the worst or pay three or something like that to banish something once per turn like if like if you have to take a turn off um that's the problem levi can't take a turn off towards the end of the game so you can't try to um gain like some kind of uh like you can't stop your opponent <laughs> you have to beat no, them yeah. before they kill you so something like that or just something to make uh deck building a little bit more consistent and then a blue six another blue six <laughs> right. would be good it's just it's just it's just what it is like if if i only had to play uh depending on the version of the deck if i only had to play art of war Blood Rush Bellow and maybe like Shadow Puppetry as my non-sixes, I think the deck's in a great spot. But that's very hard to do, right? So um it's 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 very hard to say if that uh, they're very scared of blue sixes. I think they've mm-hmm. made it made it clear. I would love for right. them to just uh do what they did with Hyperdriver with Swing Pig and just give us the yellow and the blue but i doubt oh, that that's would be happen. so much juice <laughs> yeah i mean i would play all i would play rainbow swing big oh I'd yeah, be, yeah i'd be right swinging here. so big man um <laughs> but uh yeah i don't i don't know it's it's so tough because the the rate of levi's cards are so strong right yeah so unbelievably strong that uh it they got to be careful because because then the deck becomes too good. 
and and uh yeah we'll see i mean i I would just love for them to just like a uh a zero or like a whatever an instant doesn't it could it could cost three it just says create a soul shackle token if they just did that it'd be insane yeah but you know i don't think we're getting that i think one of my my favorite theories on or like solutions on how to give more blue sixes without breaking the economy uh at least too much Mm -hmm. was make it so that like it's a blue six but when it attacks or defends it gets minus power so that it it doesn't it still triggers all your brute effects but it doesn't pop phantasm it doesn't actually attack that big if you need it in a pinch Mm -hmm. Uh, or or just have it not block Uh, i mean (laughs) <laughs> I, I I also think it would be nice for them to kind of explore block one in Brute, right? Because we have no blocks, and but we have yeah. a ton of three blocks, but then like they haven't done any one blocks yet. That'd be kind of interesting. Yeah, I think there's only really like one or two one blocks in the game. Whoa. Like actual cards? Yeah. Um, which, which I think cards? one of them is Wax On. Oh, maybe. Oh, yeah, because doesn't it get plus defending depending on what it was? Right. Made? I think it's if it's defending a zero cost. Oh, maybe. But player. technically, it's a block one. In blue, at least. Yeah, it's a one block in blue. Defense reaction. While it's defending an attack action card with cost zero, it gets plus two defense. So it's it's potentially a, a three four. Uh, and five block for a zero cost defense reaction, but I, that might be the only one. It might just be that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and then I guess like uh, mutated mass if you have one thing in your pitch zone, but you know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it's tough. Like I think that would like those are the things that Levi kind of needs, and um. I don't know if we'll get it until I, you know, it depends on what shadow stuff we get this year, if any. Because I mean, we're going to get the new chain or whatever. The yeah. new right, shadow whatever the new blade. shadow rune blade. So hopefully a little bit of that's going to be like regular some, shadow. Like, yeah. Yeah. Some, some brute cross population. Yeah. Which like a decent number of the, the classless shadows are pretty playable in. Levia. Like my my list runs uh but I think it's Lunar Tide Plunderer, is it? Oh yeah, the one that on hit banishes. Right. Yeah. I, I run the yellows and the reds because they're sixes and sevens. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not it's not the worst too, right? You know, forces your opponent to block. But the unfortunate thing is they can just block it and then you take a bunch of blood down. But <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, th- yeah, certain certain shadow cards are good. I mean, even if they cave us, like, because they have a lot of this, like, ghostly visit and and uh, I forget the other one, void something comes from the banished void zone. wraith, void wraith. You know, if we got a six that did it, even if it caused like four or something like that, it, it would be, it would be nice. I think because we we have deeper evil, but. You have to banish a six to be able to play it. Yeah, they're very they were very cautious with, with that card. They're very cautious with Levi cards in general. 
Yeah, we got what Graveling Growl. That's a one for seven, but we have to banish a six to be able to even play it. Yeah, I remember yeah. hearing a story that Boneyard Marauder was originally supposed to be shifted like that, seven, six, and five. Huh. But but uh, yeah, that might. I mean, but even that probably too good, right? A yeah. yellow one for six. That's pretty good. That turns off your blood debt. A that's red one for pretty, seven. Pretty it turns off. Yeah. So, where would you put her, like, tier-wise as a hero? I always say she's, like, mid-tier, because if you're high-rolling in either early or late, you know, not many people can match her damage output. So, if you have, like, those good games, she's a very high-tier, you know, I feel can't-be-stopped hero. But if you're just tanking on your rolls, and, you know, rolling a one, cracking your gamblers, rolling another one, taking 12 blood debt to lose the game, you know, she's very low-tier. So like, so I always say she can fluctuate up and down. You know, do you think she has like a certain spot, or do you think she fluctuates? Like I say, uh, it's hard to say. Uh, she she fluctuates based on the meta, I believe. There's no doubt she's strong, right? But it's it's also very pilot dependent, right? It's it's uh. It's it plays in a different way than almost any deck in in the game, right? You you you're think you have to think about that your stupid graveyard yeah. and, and like how you're banishing stuff and and how you're planning out your turns in 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 a way that that other players don't have to do it. So, I I think at best, you know, yeah, on average mid tier, right? Could it could she could be in a terrible spot, and then she could be in a great spot. Not great spot, a good spot. It's hard to say great spot. I don't think she's quite in the in, at the point where uh, we can say A or S, but she can get up into B, right? Uh, but yeah, I, that's what I would say. Okay, yeah, because you know I've you know I've said about it before. You know I went against Riley in an armory, and I was just rolling fives and sixes. So turn one, he just you know he did his setup. You know loaded the pistol and stuff. And I was like, all right, came to me, rolled, I think it was like a five or six. And then I threw, like, it was like 18 damage at him. Then he went back to him. I saw my hand. He threw a little bit back, came back to me, rolled a five, threw 16 at him. Came back to me, rolled another five. You know, it's hard to match, you know, the when you're throwing, you know, possibly up to three sixes a turn. You know, like I said, not many people could really match, you know, 18 damage, you know, 12, 18 Per turn, you know, Bravo hits it with crippling, but he's more of like a you know six, seven, eight a turn kind of thing, in my opinion. The way I play him, certainly. I mean, yeah, when when you're rolling hot, you know, there's. I mean, <laughs> Scabskin Leathers is the best card in the game, and it's also the worst. So yes, it is. Actually, oh, I wouldn't yeah. even say it's the worst because it still blocks three. So like, even right. when you lose right. a turn, it's still blocking. It's it's still the it is the worst. I will defend that one. <laughs> Because I've rolled double ones many times to die. Oh yeah, well I I rolled three ones in a row against Matt Rogers uh, and and Indy to end my oh. winning in for day two. So you know it's that's it is the what, worst timing. Yeah, well we could do. He's you know it's the brute life. Yep, yeah. I I it's the life I chose, right? It right. is uh you know how I choose to live and die. It's you know. Brute's just so fun, though. I was like, you know, I don't know. For me, win or lose, it's you know, I'm having a good time either way. 
Absolutely. So do you think uh, LSS should have slapped like a warning label on Leviathan saying, don't look at this till you've learned the game more? <laughs> uh, no, no, I don't think. I think it's a great d- deck to like learn risk management, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I So one thing that when I play Leviathan, and like if I play Leviathan and win at a tournament, you know, win a game, you know, especially players are like, wow, I've never seen Levi really do that. Should I, should I play with Levi or whatever? And I'm like, the one thing that you need to do if you are deciding on playing Levi is like, you have to look in yourself and say, do I get salty? Am I a salty player? Because if you are, I would not recommend it. <laughs> it's things are not going to go your way. This is, this is the most variance that you can have in this game and you know when it works it's awesome when it doesn't you die it's not even like rhino right like when rhino rolls a one you just pass the turn and you block and when leviathan rolls a one you take 15 damage and that's it right yeah so (laughs) it, it is it is uh you have you like it will affect your mental health if you are someone who gets upset you have to accept the fact that you're like i am I am going to the casino with this thing. And, you know, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. And and, and you just got to kind of face that if, if you want to play the deck. Yeah. I think I've only gotten, like, kind of salty once in a game. And I will attribute it more to working the night shift and then going to the pro quest <laughs> being tired more because i had two cards in grave i was playing against an old him and i had i was w- gonna win the game but i had two cards in grave got a handful of banished threes i was like okay you know i had i think i had a lot 12 health life with a little 13 blood debt sitting there mm. like, oh, wow so i was like all right rolled scab skins rolled a five i was like well that'd be great if i had better stuff all right crack the gambler's gloves to get me my third uh card in grave rolled a one died and i was like i was a little salty but then the next round i was right back in it yeah i mean that's brutal right you know but but i do say there's always ways to to like make sure you don't get to that position with that deck which i think it's something as you play it more like those happened a lot to me when i first started playing and then as you play it more, you're you're thinking that like three turns ahead. It's like, all right, well, if I if I start banishing three every turn, I'm kind of screwed if they stop attacking. Because if they just go turtle mode, yeah. um, you're in trouble. That's why things like How From Beyond and, and stuff like that is very important. Do you think it's, you know, let's say you're sitting there with you no know, smaller grave and you have cards to banish stuff, to turn off blood debt, but you're only looking at, you know, maybe one, two blood debt. Would it be better to turn it off or would it be better? Obviously, you know, batch up dependent, I feel, but would it be better to turn it off or would it be ever to, you know, maybe take, you know, to that turn, one or two little chip damage that turn from the blood debt to possibly, you know, not have to worry about, you know, running out of your grave later on. Um, it would depend on what the grave was, right? If if yeah. it was like three sixes in there, I would probably say just take the damage, especially if if you can output something that's mm-hmm. gonna be uh probably net better than than you just turning off the blood debt. Yeah. Uh, 
That's what I would say. It's it's tough, right? Because yeah. it's all matchup dependent. But also, I, I find myself taking the chip damage typically, and it usually okay. pays off in the end. Because it, it once the engine starts, it's hard to stop. Yeah. yeah. Two two damage is nothing compared to 15 later on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, do you have a favorite, you know, memory that you've had on Leviathan so far? Like, one that's, it could be good or bad, you know, just something you look back and, you know, laugh on or you know you're happy about um i got to the finals of a road to nats with levia and qualified for nats and saying that and that was that was probably you know that was that was um that was big i think also jeez i i top aided uh an owl central thing with with Levi, I forget what it was. I don't know if it was a. I don't think it was a one k. It might have been like a. Did they have a pro quest before? I. I don't remember. I think they had one last season. Might sound right. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I top aided. Yeah, I top aided a pro quest with with Levi. Um, lost to Prism in the top eight, which you know, I, it's a good matchup, uh, but um. I think his name was Andrew Young. Uh, hit me with the uh, the instant speed. Um, what the hell are they called? Spectral shields with the 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 one aura that when they pop deals arcane oh. damage. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that was his only out, and he and he goddamn had it. But it, it is what it is. But uh, um, but so I top into that, and 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 then top to the road to nets got qualified for nationals so it, it did it, you know i think it's a great memory for me not because i was doing well but because it gave me some validation to myself as a player and um to the deck itself um which which was kind of cool because you know when 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 levi's doing well people are people start talking it's it's just one yeah. of those decks and that's kind of cool and that's why you why i play it right because i want to be the guy who, yeah. who does something with it right you want to be the hero you right. want to be um you know someone like that top eights are calling with levi and everybody's like wait what that's crazy you know because it, like it, it it's good for the game when something like ha- that happens and it's good for um creativity i think yeah like it really spikes that deck diversity as soon as you see like, wait a second, I, th- I thought this hero was trash. Mm-hmm. Like, like I saw in, in some of these, uh, like, pro quests, like, oh, there's a, there's a couple Azaleas in top eights this time around. I haven't seen Azalea fielded and doing well in who knows how long. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly people are trying to like, all right, well, well what can I do with, Le- uh, with, with Azalea? Let's, let's see what I can do. And then you get that like that group thing creativity going, and these decks just keep getting better. I love that part of like the the tournament cycle. Yeah, absolutely, and, and it's 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 good for the game, I think, in the long run. So you know, I guess I'm just gonna have to win the calling Baltimore Levia. It's on you. <laughs> I believe in you. You can do it. Hey, if we get some crazy generic and, and outsiders, uh, uh, I'll be rocking with Leviathan for sure. Though right now I'm on Reinar quite a bit. So we'll okay, see. I was, gonna... was going to ask. So, so right now you're thinking, like obviously pre-outsiders knowledge, you're thinking 
maybe Reinar for that? Yeah, I ran Reinar at the Calling Indy, and I, I, I was, you know, I ended up um, five and, or no, four and three, but five and two got into day two. Um, but it, it, the deck, the deck is good, you know, Reinar's Reinar, and um, just kind of shore up some matchups. But I, I think if if it was, if, I, you know, if if I wasn't so unsure about this meta, I would be on on Leviah. Like if I like knew it was like I'm gonna run to Oldham's all day, I'd be on Leviah. But Reinar's still good into Oldham. Reiner is also good into a lot of other things that that Leviah has issues with. So um, that's where I'm at currently. Yeah, I plan on taking Leviah into the calling. I'm probably gonna go two drop and then just you know. My, this is my first pro tour, so I'm looking at it more as like I just want to ex- take, try and take as much of it in as I can, and just enjoy myself while I'm down there. Oh uh, yeah, that's the best way to do it. Um, unless Outsiders changes things up like crazy, and I just flip the front of the deck to to Azuri, I'm I'm planning on Arachne and just riding that calling wave straight into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean. I think Arachne's going to get some juice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think the deck's going to be crazy. It's just a matter of, uh, you know, maybe with all the new stuff, maybe I drop Arachne and just run Azuri. Because as far as we know, there's no talent on her. I, I don't think they're doing talents around. But... Yeah, it doesn't seem like it. I think the the talent is hybrid in this set. Right, right. It's taking up all those same, like, set slots. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're going to end this with the same question we ask all our guests. Um, So what is your favorite memory you've had that has to do with flesh and blood so far? So, you know, this doesn't have to be game related. Um, I'm just going to throw, you know, two or three examples out there. Like Gary, when we had him on, his favorite was, you know, the Airbnb buds where he got the body pillow and um, mine was cracking the heart in a draft and Derek's was playing a UPF. So, you know, what was your favorite memory so far? Well, I don't want to do the same as Gary. It's a good answer. I, I the, the Airbnb buds was, was awesome. It was, a, it was a great time. It's one of those like early day things. I don't think we'll ever, I doubt it'll ever kind of come to fruition again. It's very hard <laughs> to like schedule all that, but it was awesome, and and it was a great memory. But oh gosh, I gotta think about something different, so I'm not just copying Gary. Um, <laughs> Throwing your curveballs, yeah. <laughs> you, no. you had it all locked and loaded, like. But actually, Gary's. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Gary, 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 Gary. Uh, so I think. I'm gonna go with so I went to the Realm Games Battle Harden in Columbus this past year, yep. and I I was I I was able to win a spot with the Alpha Draft. Oh yeah! Oh, and uh, I got to do an Alpha Draft, which is very cool. I got a cold foil heart and cross strap, which was awesome. Uh, and you know, it was with uh, I played against. I was drinking because it was like during the during the speakeasy or whatever. So we were just having fun. We were getting wild. 
And I think we only played one round, but my one round was against Alex Norville, who is actually the content creator guy now uh, for LSS. And, um, uh, he, you know, I'm like drunk. I'm like, you know, playing it pretty safe. And I'm like, I, I got him. I got his ass, right? Like, I'm, I'm going to win. I'm, I'm Reinar. And then he, and then he, uh, Razor reflex me. And I'm like, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just like, I always forget. Welcome to Wraith, like, had good attack reactions. It's like, oh, all right. Really good GG. ones. <laughs> Razor reflex pummels, like, two of the best. So yep. it, it, it was pretty funny. So staples um, probably forever. Oh, yeah. And, and, uh, yeah, I think that's, it's just a great memory because I kind of got to do something that I, I wish I had, had like, I wish I was in flesh and blood from the beginning, but I'm not. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I think that was it. Yeah. That's, that's huge. Both being able to, to draft alpha in general, but also mm. hitting a cold foil. Amazing. Oh yeah. 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 Very, very fortunate sitting behind me right now. Well, thank you for stopping by. It has been a delight. Uh, this is a this is going to be a fresh fresh episode. Uh, so, yeah. a, any uh, any final shout outs? Any anything you um, want to say to fans? Well, first of all, thank you both for having me on. Thank you for being buds. It's like the best. Uh, fresh and buds uh, Thursdays, YouTube, Spotify, all platforms. Doing a video now as well um and on the fresh and buds youtube you can also find the butter spell live on 9 30 at 9 30 on on wednesdays wasn't able to do it this past week because i was working but such is the nature of a live show do that with gary aka mr viz who if you listen to this podcast you heard him a couple weeks ago and um what else the twitter at fresh buds pod which you know trying to you know grow that and uh yeah i don't know that's that's pretty much pretty much it oh the buds discord check out the buds discord it's a great great place to hang out um good folks good folks in the buds discord yeah which will all it's all in my link tree which is on my twitter so i just want to say you know i just want to throw this out there if you don't you know fresh and buds is you know one of the first podcasts that i listened to when i got into the game and i'm you know, it's gonna sound like I'm about to be, you know, kissing ass here, but I am not. This is, you know, 100% genuine, and um, it's given me uh an hour escape from like my armory does from reality. You know, I went through, you know, really hard times back in June, and you've been able to create something that's allowed me to escape for an hour and just forget about everything that happened. And you know, you have the buds Discord, which is the so good, you know. I feel know that if you know I'm having a bad day, I can go in there and you know just you know talk with you with you and all the other buds and get that fresh always, big bud energy. Yes, <laughs> and it just raises my spirit. So you know, I just want to thank you for everything you've done so far. You know, for me personally, it's been a lot and it's really helped me out a lot. Well, I appreciate that. That's pretty awesome. Um, I don't know. Just like that's that was the goal, right? It was just yeah. like talk about this you know game we love and, and you know because like we all we all got stuff going on you know and it's good to it's good to get away from it sometimes yes so one shout out i want to do is al 1k coming up you know 25th 
Um, I want to try and get as many people there as possible. Now, Al, Al's a good store. I know Tommy comes every once in a while. Maybe I'll finally be able to meet him at this one without <laughs> any problems. Because the last one, I ended up having a kidney stone. No oh. kidney stones this time around. No. I've been drinking a lot of water. <laughs> good, good, good. Um, so, yeah, like Darren said, you know, thank you so much for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure being able to sit down and chat with you. Um, Derek, you want to take it away? I was just going to say, last thing, if memory serves, that uh, that L1K in February is the last day of our giveaway, unless we change that. Is that still yep. accurate? Yep. So if you're in the channel of the Bleak Expanse Discord, or Central PA, you know, or if you're not and you're join it, it's for a lot of us Central PA players. We are doing a giveaway in it for six packs of Outsiders. Nice. So, and a mystery gift. So yes. stop by, say hello, get a ticket, get entered. Uh, and I think that's going to about do it. Thanks, y'all, for stopping by. Have a good week.